0: so we're glad that you guys are here with us this morning we're continuing a series called at the core which has been all about the values that we hold as a church the values that drive us as a church but not just as a church We believe that these are core values that every Christ follower should have on display in their life. And so we've been talking about these things over the last few weeks. And we're going to dive in a little bit further today. But before we do that, I have a couple of quick announcements for you guys. The first one is for all the ladies out there. We actually have our next She Gathering coming up on Thursday, September 16th. And if you haven't been part of She Gathering, it's an incredible event that we do for all the ladies where we have a really fun time. We have an after party. So if you haven't been a part of it, I can guarantee you, you'll have a great time. Make sure you invite a friend. We have invite cards at all the tables throughout the lobby that you can pick up some cards and invite a friend, but don't miss out on that. Also, everybody say next weekend. Next weekend, weekend we are starting a brand new series called Rattled. And this is how to respond when life shakes you. Because you guys know it's not a matter of if things are gonna get shaken, it's when things are gonna get shaken. And we need some tools and resources on how to survive in those moments of life and how to thrive in those moments as well. Also, I'm really excited, next weekend is also Coastal's 12 year anniversary. And God has done so many amazing things over the last 12 years, and we want to celebrate everything that God has done. But that also means that it's free T-shirt weekend. And so we have our free I love my church shirts that you can get one next weekend, but you have to be here to get one. So don't be like... Hey, my wife's going to be there. She can pick one up for me. No, must be present to win. So, so please come next week, grab a shirt. We have kids' shirts. We even have little baby onesies. They're so cute. So please come celebrate with us. Well, TJ and I moved here 12 years ago, not knowing a soul in South Florida, to start this church. And when we moved here, we had a, a dream, we had a vision, we have a, had a call from God, and, and our dream and our vision and the things that God had implanted in our heart was to create a church that made it hard for people to go to hell by making it easy for them to go to church so they could experience, know, and follow Jesus. Yeah. And it has been incredible to see all the things that God has done over the years just by creating a space that's easy for people to walk into So they can experience a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ and that they can grow and that they can follow on those things. And we've been unpacking some of those values in the mission of Coastal over the past few weeks. And one of the weeks we talked about saved people serve people. And that's all about serving and giving back and serving within the community and the local church. And I'm so proud of you guys because so many of you guys didn't just listen to the message. You actually responded. You signed up to serve, and we've been building those serve teams. And so thank you guys so much for jumping in and not just be listeners of the word, but actually doers of the word. We also talked about found people, find people. And this is when we have been found by God that is our opportunity and responsibility and privilege to go out and to find other people and to share that hope with other people through just sharing our story. We also talked about healthy people grow. Listen, we have to be growing people, not just, we don't coast uphill. There has to be progress and movement. And at Coastal, we believe that we should be growing people and healthy people should be pursuing growth In their life. And then last week, Pastor TJ gave an amazing message where we talked about doing life together. And this is a major value that we have at Coastal because we truly believe that life change happens in the context of relationship. And we can only get so much out of a weekend when we're sitting in rows, but it's when we're in circles and we're in community that life change happens and people walk alongside of us and encourage us and motivate us. And this week on your chairs, you guys have a little connect group guide that has is full of all of our connect groups that are actually launching next week so i want to encourage you guys to take a look through that we have sign up tables in the lobby you can sign up online but do life with someone don't walk out of here alone don't walk through life alone because i know that there's been so many people that have come into church and been like shayla i've heard you guys say this for years get in a group get in a group get in a group and i was just like i'm too busy i got too much going on i got enough friends said no one ever But they're they're like, I just kept hearing you say this, and finally I decided, okay, we're just going to sign up for a group, and they said, it was the best decision that I have ever made in the life of, the history of me being at church, because I found a group of people that motivated me to be better, and walked through difficult moments with me, and so I want to encourage you guys, don't do life alone, sign up for a group. Well, okay, we're going to get ready to dive in today, and I am So excited to bring you guys this topic today. I've been up since like 5 a.m. Like, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Because I think this is something that is so powerful and so transformational that if we can get the heart of this value, the heart of this topic, then it can change everything about our life. And the Bible and God has so much to say about this topic that we're going to dive into today. And it's the value at Coastal that we live generously. We live generously. And let me just tell you something. There are more promises in the Bible related to generosity than any other promise that there is. And when I say generosity, I don't just mean your money. I mean, Generous with your time or generous with your words or generous with your actions or generous with how you treat people. Because generosity isn't just the money that we have in our hand or all those, it's, it's the resources, it's the love, it's the encouragement that we give other people. And here's what I think generosity really is. I think it can be summed up like this. Generosity is love in action. Generosity is love in action, because here, here's what I know you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. Right. I cannot say that I love TJ and never give him my time or my attention or my affection or anything because I can't love something without giving to it. And so in my relationship with TJ, because I love him, I am generous with him, and I give to him. Because we love our kids, we are generous towards our kids. Because we love our church, we are generous towards our church. Because you cannot love without giving. Because generosity is love in action. I mean, love gives. Think about this. For God so loved the world that he gave. And let me tell you something. If you are not a generous person, then you're probably not a loving person. Because generosity is so tied to this heart of love. And I think God, it, God's heart, at the core of who God is, is this love and this generous God. And as I was studying this week, I was, I was studying different like key themes and topics and words of the Bible. And I was like, how many times... Are these major themes or major topics, major words mentioned in the Bible? And I just want to share a few with you. The word believe is actually mentioned 272 times in the Bible. The word pray, 371 times. The word love, 714 times. But the word give, 2,152 times. God thought generosity and giving was so important that he mentioned it throughout the Bible more than any other of those words or themes combined. And if it was so important to God and so transformational to what God thought that we needed in our life, why would we not embrace this value of living generously? Because God, first and foremost, is a giver. Everything that you have is a gift from God. When you woke up this morning and you had breath in your lungs, it was a gift from God. Your ability to go to work and to have a gift and a talent that provides a resource for you to provide for your family is a gift from God. If God was not generous, you would have nothing. Because God is the greatest giver that there ever was, and a generous life has nothing to do with your income or what your job is, because I've known people that have had nothing that were incredibly generous with what they had. So it's less to do with your income, and it has everything to do with how you think and how you live every day in life. And in your notes, I put a little scale on there of 1 to 10. And I just want to stop here for a second, and I want you to think about, honestly, about your generosity level in life. From 1 to 10, let's say a 1 is like steal, kill, and destroy, you're the devil. And 10 is like you gave up your life on a cross, you're Jesus. Okay, where do you fall on that generosity scale? How generous is your life right now? Because I think generosity should be something that we are growing in, something that we are continually pursuing. And if you were to think about it right now and you were to say, man, honestly, how generous is my life? Where would you fall on that scale? And I want to share with you guys a, a lot of information today. As you can see in your notes, there's, there's a lot of different things to fill in. And so I want to share quickly, quick, quickly with you guys today the benefits of generosity. And the Bible talks a lot about generosity and the benefits that come with it. And, and I want to share with you guys the things that happen every single time that you're generous. The first one is this. Generosity honors God. Generosity honors God, in 2 Corinthians 9.13, it says this, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you're obedient to the good news of Christ. Proverbs 14.31, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. 2 Corinthians 9.11, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that... You can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those in need, they will thank God. And the last one is this, Matthew 25, 40. I tell you the truth that when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Every time that we are generous, it honors God through our generosity. Every time we stop at a light and we see the homeless person on the side of the road and we lock eyes with them and we say, you're seen, or we give them a care pack. Every single time that we are generous, it is honoring God because he's saying, when you're doing it to them, you are doing it to me. Because when we are generous, it honors God. The next one is generosity draws me closer to God. You're like, it draws me closer to God. How, how is that possible? Listen, whatever we invest our time in, whatever we invest our money in, it shows what we're interested in. It shows what we value. In Matthew 6, 21, it says this, where your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's not where my heart is, that's where everything follows. No, where my treasure is, then my heart follows after that. So if you want to grow in something, you give towards it. Because your heart follows your generosity, and generosity draws you closer to God. Think about this. All of my investor people out there, when you invest in something, what do you begin to do? You begin to watch that thing, look at that thing, follow that thing because your heart and your attention follows what you're invested in. So generosity draws us closer to God. And if we want to be closer to God, if we want to grow, then we need to start to give. And the flip side is the closer you get to God, the more generous your life should become. Because God is a generous God. The next one is this, generosity makes me more like Jesus. Now listen, he, Jesus gave up his own life so that we could, give in, we could live in freedom. It says that while you were yet sinners, before you even knew you needed a Savior, he gave up his life so that you could accept that freedom. And when we sacrifice, when we give, when we are generous, we are modeling the heart of Jesus because Jesus was the ultimate generosity gift. In Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it says this, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. When we surrender, when we are generous, We become more like Jesus, Proverbs 21, 26. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. Every time you give, your heart grows bigger. You become more like Christ, Philippians 2, 4, and 5. Don't look out for your own interest, but take an interest in others. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. When we are generous, when we see people, when we are generous with our time, our talent, our treasure, we begin to model and our life begins to look more and more like Jesus as we grow in generosity. Next one is this. Generosity demonstrates my faith. Listen, generosity shows that you're trusting God. It shows that you believe that God will take care of you. It is a demonstration of my faith. I am not trusting in myself. God, when I am generous, I am trusting in you as my source. In Philemon 1.6, it says this, and I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that what? Comes from your faith. It is a demonstration of your faith. And as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Now, here's one thing that I know stinginess is really caused by unbelief i don't believe that if i give it away that i will have enough for myself yeah. it is a demonstration of of stinginess rather than a demonstration of my faith and my trust in god and when i am generous it is demonstrating my faith. Let me, let me tell you this story. Some of you guys know TJ and I's story, some don't, but I'll fast forward a little bit. We were foster parents. We had a, a little foster baby with us for about 18 months, and then he got reunited with his dad, but we still get the opportunity to see him on a monthly, every other week basis. He comes and stays with us is the joy of our life. But we were out to dinner the other night, his name is Alexander, we were out to dinner and we were over at Little Havana, the Cuban place down the road, it's amazing, if you want a little Cuban flair, it's awesome. And so we were eating over there and I said, hey Alexander, what what do you want for dinner? And I gave him a couple options and he chose chicken tender and fries. Now he's three and so we're all sitting there and we're eating our, our food and after a while, like I'm eating my food and I look over at his, I'm like, man, those fries look really good. And so I reach over to his plate to take a fry off of his plate. And do you know this three-year-old just looks at me, and he starts to push my hand away, and he goes, Not cool, Mommy. Alexander's fries. And I was like, Let me tell this kid something. Boy, you do not know that Mommy is the source of your fries. Okay, mommy has the ability to get more fries if she wants to. Mommy has the ability to take away your fries if she wants to because mommy is the source of your fries. You guys, God is the ultimate fry giver. He is the source of everything that we have, and when we are generous, it demonstrates our faith and our trust in who he is as the ultimate supplier of everything that we need. You know, the Bible actually says, if I can find it because I'm totally lost in here, Proverbs 11:24. 24, it says, give freely and become more wealthy, but be stingy and lose everything. You know, I could have taken away those fries in an instant because that kid was stingy. But I could also be able to provide him with more as he was generous and shared his fries with his mommy. You guys, our generosity is a demonstration of our faith. You know, in, in that... That faith also comes with something called tithing and a demonstration that we trust God and the things and are obedient to the things that God has asked us to do and actually in Malachi it talks about this in Malachi 3:10 it says bring all the tithes and the tithes are actually a tenth it's a tenth of our income He says bring a tenth into the storehouse which this, what is the storehouse it's the temple it's the place that you worship it's the sanctuary So that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. And I will pour out blessings so great that you don't have room enough to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Basically, God is saying, listen, I dare you. Test me in this and see that I won't provide everything that you need and more. And if God is sitting here and he's going, hey, test me in this, try this, I dare you to do this. Why? Why wouldn't we do This is one of the only places in the Bible where God says, listen, test me in this. Why? Because he's confident that he's going to do what his word says he would do. So why do we hold back instead of going, God, I am going to demonstrate my faith by giving this tithe, And allowing you to bless every other aspect of my life. You know, there have been times when in the life of our church or in TJ and I's life personally where we've come up against financial hardship. And we've always been tithers, the church tithes on everything that comes in here. We give a tenth away. We give more than 10% away to other organizations and ministries. But when we've come up against difficult financial moments. TJ and I have had this principle that is a demonstration of our faith is we don't work to get out of our problems. We give out of our problems. Yeah. And every single time we've come up against a hardship or faced financial difficulty, we, we say to each other, I know what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to give right now. And it is so countercultural to what we think, because we think, "Well, if I give, then I'm not going to have enough. No giving goes. God, you are my source, and I trust you, not my circumstances, not my job, not the world around me. I trust you. Yeah. Because generosity is a demonstration of our faith. Generosity brings God's blessing. And I could give you guys a hundred verses on this out of the Bible. Proverbs 22, 9, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. Deuteronomy fifteen ten, give generously to the poor, not grudging, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything that you do. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 and 8, so you must decide in your own heart how to give, not reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, that finds joy from giving, from being generous, and God will what? He will generously provide all that you need, and then you always have everything that you need and plenty left over to share with others. And why does God give you plenty left over to share with others when you're generous? Is because he can trust you. Because you've decided my life is gonna be a funnel of God's blessing and God is gonna to continue to pour those things into your life because he knows that I can trust that person to bless my people. I can trust my people to see that person and that person because generosity brings the blessing of God and when we're generous, God's blessing flows through our life. Next one is this, generosity increases my happiness. Now everybody knows this, it feels good to give. It feels good to be generous. The only people that don't know that are the people who aren't generous. See, the fact is, it's not just in the Bible that talks about generosity brings happiness in our life. Science has proved this over and over again. You can look at studies, all. you can find any study, and it will show you that people that give are actually happier people. They find more joy. There is more fulfillment in their life because generosity brings happiness and fulfillment into our life. In Acts 20, 35, it says this. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And all, all, the, all the parents know this in their Christmas time is so fun, right, most of the time. But you're going and you're looking for all these gifts for your kids, and you find the perfect one, and you wrap it up, and you just can't wait for them to open it. And on Christmas Day, it is such an incredible experience when you can sit down with your kids, and the the joy and excitement that is on their faces when they open that gift, there is nothing like it because it is more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you guys like Thanksgiving? I'm like, a th- I love Thanksgiving, probably because I love food. And I, I love to have people over at our house for Thanksgiving and make all of this food. TJ absolutely hates it because he's like, I got to clean up after this. And he just, you know, gets frustrated because we have a rule. If I cook, you clean. And so, but, but. I get to make all of this incredible food on Thanksgiving, stuff that we don't normally eat, right? The sweet potato casserole and, and all, all of the other fixings and I love to make a turkey, a good deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey, people out there, it is so good. If you haven't tried it, please do it this year. Anyways, deep fried turkey, but, and it takes so much time and I give out so much effort and energy to put all of this stuff together, but the reason I do it is for the moment that we sit down at the table, And I see all of these people enjoying the meal that I prepared. And I see them talking in community and and laughing together because it is so much more blessed to give than it is to receive. It increases my happiness and my joy when I'm generous. Here's another one. Generosity expands my influence. Psalms 112, 9. They share freely and give generously. Generously to those in need and their good deeds will be remembered and they will have influence and honor. See, generosity breaks down walls for people and gives you the ability to connect in a different way. When TJ and I brought Alexander home, we, we had gotten a call. We had been approved to be foster parents. We were set up and, and, and ready to do that. And we said we would take a child that was between the ages of zero and one years old. And how many of you guys know there's very different needs for an infant and a one-year-old? And so we didn't know everything that we were going to need based on the age of that child that was going to come into our house. And there was one day that we were having a marriage connect group at our house and all of our group was showing up and it was a few minutes till our group started and I get a call from the foster care agency and they said, hey Shayla, we have this five day old baby boy that's at the shelter. Can you come pick him up? We we're like, we don't have anything. Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And we just start freaking out. And so our connect group's showing up and we're like, hey, can you show us how to put this car seat in? Cause we have no idea how to do this. And can you do that? And they're all, and we're like, just push play on the video and we'll be back with the kid in a couple hours. You know, it was, it was crazy. And so we leave to go pick Alexander up and our connect group's just at our house. Well, and they all decide, we're not watching the video. They went to Target and went shopping for everything that we would need to bring that child home. And do you know what happened that night? Is their generosity in that moment opened my heart up to share that journey with them and to include them in those places of my life because their generosity expanded their influence in my own life because of what they did because generosity expands our influence in proverbs 18 16 it says this giving a gift can open doors and it gives access to important people and this isn't about important people but giving gifts breaks down those barriers when we're generous with people when we're generous with our words when we're generous with our time, when, our gener- when we're generous with the gifts that we give people, it opens the door for influence in people's lives. Next one is this, generosity brings God's protection. Psalms 112, five and six says this, good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil, And those who are righteous will be long remembered. Now, this verse doesn't say that you won't face tough times. The evil will not be present in your life at some moments. It says that you won't be overcome by them. See, when we are generous, there is a protection that comes over our life, that, that God protects those who are generous. It's not, again, it's not that we won't face difficulty But it's that those moments won't overcome us. Next one is this, generosity is eternal. In 1 Timothy 6, 18 and 19, it says this, tell them to use, and I want you to circle that word use, their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, They will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future that they may experience true life. Now money and generosity, as you circled that word use, it says tell them to use their money to do good. See, money is a tool to be used. You use money and you love people. If you start loving money, And start using people. That's where we get in trouble. See, money is a tool. It's not good. It's not bad. It can be used in good ways and bad ways. But here's what I know. What we have on this earth, the monetary things we cannot take with us. And when you invest in people, when you use your money to do good, then you invest in heaven. Because the ultimate reward is when we get to heaven, is to see all the ways that we used our money for good, and that person, and that person, and that person are here because we did. See, in Luke 16, 9, it says this. Here's the lesson again, it says, use your worldly resources to benefit others and to make friends. Now, it's not saying use your money to buy friends, it's not what it's saying here. Saying, use your money for good so that when you get to heaven, when your possessions are gone, those people are going to be there to welcome you to your eternal home. Because this isn't about what we have here on earth. This is about eternity. You know, in Matthew chapter 5, the Bible talks about that as Christians, we are to be salt and light in this world. And here's what I know, salt makes everything better, and light makes everything brighter. And our goal is that we should be such a generous person that we are the salt that makes people hungry for God. We should live our life in such a way that we make people hungry and that people say, she's got something I don't have and I'm hungry for that. There's a light in her that I am not sure what it is, but man, I want to know what it is because we need to be salt and light, things that that make people hungry and want what we have because of how we live our life, because of how we use our resources, because of the generosity that is present in our life. Our lives and the way that we live should inspire others to have what we have, to live like we live. you know, as I think about generosity, there might be some of you guys in this room that you've heard a lot about God. Maybe you've never had a relationship with God. Maybe you thought that God was always somebody that's been out to get you. But the God I know is the most generous God That while I was still in my mess and still in my pain and still in dysfunction, he saw me and said, I want to rescue you. I want to give you a different life. I want to give you purpose, and I want you then to be salt and light that inspires other people to experience the same freedom that you've experienced. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this place, Maybe you're somebody that you've walked around and life has maybe been about you for a long time and you've never surrendered your life to a God that was so generous that he would love you in spite of it all and want to give you purpose. And maybe you're out there today and you say, Shayla, I want a relationship with that God. I want to surrender my life to a God like that. Or maybe you're somebody that for a long time that you've walked around and you've just kind of been selfish. At one point you were following God and pursuing that, but maybe you kind of took things into your own hands. And today you're saying, Sheila, I want to surrender. And if you find yourself in either of those places, I would love to pray for you. If you'll just slip up your hand on the count of three, one, two, three. Yes, I see you. One. Yes, I see you too. Thank you. If you'll just repeat in your heart as I pray out loud, Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I thank you that you've seen me in all of my mess and my mistakes and my failures and my sin. But you are a God that loved me so much that you would rescue me today. And so today I surrender, and God, I I choose to generously follow you, to live my life in such a way that inspires other people to find freedom. And Lord, today I pray for every single person in this room, that God, we would grow in our generosity as followers of Christ, that we would be a model and an example to a lost and hurting world of what an amazingly generous God that we serve. And it's in Jesus' name that we all said.